Welcome back to baseball. Spring training is here. There should be no acceptance of anything less than winning a World Series in this organization. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Braves Report, presented by Kroger, a podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano, coming to us from the AJC condo in Northport, Florida, and uh, happy pitchers and catchers report day, sir. Oh, man. It's... uh. It always does feel like the first day of school. I know that's cliche, but it's it's got that newness to it. Um, and, you know, everybody excited to be back. The Braves had a little bit of a fuller group. Looks like some position players were there as well. Uh, but good to kick things off again, my friend. All right. Uh, so we will go ahead and uh, kick off this season and uh, round three of the Braves report, previewing what you can expect at spring training, what the players are already saying. And then uh, Justin's going to dig into the position battles and We've got our first Ask Justin segment of 2024. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome aboard and make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution presented by Kroger. And nothing like starting off our first podcast of the 2024 season with our first Kroger Chef Jr. for the month of March. Kroger Chef Jr. is calling all aspiring kids chefs. So join us at your local Kroger Chef Jr. for a guided kids cooking experience making Melon Ball Parfait on March the 2nd and March the 16th at selected Kroger locations. Each Kroger Chef Jr. is a 30-minute class where your child receives an apron, a patch, a chef's hat, recipe card and holder, and a melon ball holder for only 7 bucks per child. So register your time period today at KrogerChefJr.com. All right, school's back in session at Cool Today Park. A.J. Minner's there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the first day of school all over again. You get to see old faces and obviously new faces and just getting to meet everyone and interact. So, you know, we're excited to get it going again. And obviously we had a little sour taste in our, in our mouths from last year, but I think we're just, you know, anxious to get back and um, just kind of get back after. It's kind of the obligatory camp question for our first show of the season. Um, who's there? Who's not? How much the team's already situated? Who are we waiting on? Yeah, didn't, didn't notice um... – I mean, we were in the clubhouse for about an hour. Uh, I heard that, you know, or it seems like everybody who was supposed to report reported. I mean, didn't see personally Chris Sale or Charlie Morton. Um, they live in the area. You don't, you know, it, uh, so, I mean, I, I'm not too concerned. Uh, we'll get an update from Alex Anthopoulos Tuesday uh, on things like that. But saw Spencer Strider, saw Max Freed, saw AJ Minter, as you heard in the clip, saw Hurston Waldrip. Uh, saw Darius Vine, saw a bunch of guys. I didn't have any, I only did not see Sale and Morton during the time that we were in there, but that facility is so big that, you know, I'm not really reading into it yet. On a report day, you know, what, what gets accomplished or does anything get accomplished except setting your bags down and checking in? Yeah, setting your bags down and checking in and, and kind of whatever work that you want to get in. It's a little bit of a free-for-all. Uh, guys have schedules, um, but there's no, like, set camp schedule, you know, posted on the board in terms of, like, where everybody's going like there would be for a workout. Um, and, and so it's mostly pretty chill that first day, um, and then things get ramping, you know, ramped up. Uh, but you really only just have to check in. Only have to quote unquote report, um, and so today, I mean, for what I observed, pitchers, you know, Spencer Strider, AJ Minter, Aaron Bummer, others were doing PFPs on the small field, you know, the backfields, uh, and 
that was about it in terms of, you know, like there was stretching, there was running, uh, there was some catch being played, but nobody on, you know, the bullpens that I saw um, or, you know, anything else. Guys were hitting the position players who were there uh, were hitting inside. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, pretty, pretty standard. As for the vibe in the clubhouse, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious that the 2024 season is you know, going to be about pretty much one month and it ain't the month of February. Hold ourselves to a different standard than most organizations, and that's what separates us. And um, I think we need to get everyone focused coming to spring training. Like, hey, this is this is you know World Series bus. So this is the most talented team in baseball. Um, you know, I mean, we we need to set our bar as high as possible, and anything less than that is is an underachievement for us. As Spencer Strider from Braves Fest last month, um, I'm picking up on a theme here. Oh yeah, um, it's those. Four favorite words of baseball, right? World Series or bust. Um, that's really what it comes down to, Jay. I feel like over the last couple of years, at different points, we've talked on this show about the fairness of that, right? Like baseball is such a random sport. Can you expect that from a team? Well, these guys aren't even addressing that question. They're just going forward with it. And I think, really, they've had such a sour taste in their mouths from 2022. And then 2023, really identical playoff series, you know, against Philly. And they went home early. And I think the mood in the room is probably, you know, a little more motivated, a little more focused. I mean, it's it's spring training, right? It still feels chill. Uh, the vibe is relaxed. But I do think that there's going to be a re-emphasis on the standard this year based on what we've heard. And really, some of that's randomness, right? Like the Braves lose to the Phillies. The Phillies are hot. And then they just go cold against the Diamondbacks and lose that series. So it's like the Phillies are probably saying the same thing over in Clearwater, right? And I think for the Braves, they just know that when you look at the landscape of baseball, this team is stacked. They have the stars. They have them under control for years to come. They might have the best player in the game in Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, if you want to debate that against Shohei Otani. They have a great pitching staff that they added to with Chris Sale. They reinforce the bullpen. Guys who have higher strikeout rates, they throw harder. It, I, I think it's a better bullpen. They look at this roster and they say, we've got to win a World Series. And I, I think they know that if they don't do that this year, it will be a big missed opportunity. What are, what are your expectations? We're going to be talking about this pretty much all month long, but do they at least need to win the pennant for this to be a good year? Yeah, I think you've got to. There's got to be a World Series appearance. The way I view it is once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. But really, really, once you get to the World Series, truly anything can happen. I know you get that far, you want to win it, but I think they've got to bring home a pennant. I think they've at least got to play in the World Series. Uh, but in years past, I think people said the same thing about the Dodgers. They said this you know, same thing about the Yankees years and years ago. I, I think... It's really difficult because there are NL power. You know, there are the Dodgers. The Phillies have been a pest for the Braves. The Diamondbacks look like, you know, based on last year, they're not going away. Others have added. I think it's really my expectation is probably World Series or, or bust. And I think that's making the World Series. Once you get there, if you lose in the World Series, like that's one series, not going to fault you. You made it all the way. But. I do think you've got to at least make it there because 
you look at this roster, the talent up and down. I mean, from guy one to guy, you know, 23, 24, as you get down the bench um, all the way down to 26, it's stacked. They're loaded. I, I mean, anybody, I think this might be the best roster in baseball. Like, I don't care how much the Dodgers added. I look at these guys, and I think they have the depth the Dodgers don't. And I think when you look at it, it's going to be a major disappointment if they don't, you know, make the World Series. And Alex Anthopoulos certainly uh, did not sit on his hands, was able to shake up the roster a little bit. And one of the big new guys already says he feels right at home, Jared Kelnick. It was really fun to meet everybody. Uh, biggest thing I've noticed right away is just the people, you know, not only the guys on the team, the staff, but the fans too. They're so fun. You know, I'm so fired up to be here. Can't wait to go to work and play for these guys, this organization. And, you know, I feel like I like truly I'm only been a brave for like a month or so. And I'm like proud to be a brave already. It's like the weirdest thing. First of all, uh, what do you think of Mr. Carolick? I think he seems genuine and pretty sincere. I, I've thought that since we first spoke to him on Zoom in the middle of December after the trade. I remember he really, really dove into the, you know, breaking his foot by kicking the water cooler, uh, what it taught him, the conversations he had with family and friends and the support systems. I really think he seems pretty genuine. I think he's ready for a fresh start. But, you know, I know because of what had happened, there's this view of him that, you know, he's a little bit of a hothead. Uh, but I, what I see is a guy who's who actually pretty humble and ready to learn. And I guess anybody can be anything in front of cameras and recorders and in front of the media. But I, I like him so far. And I think he's a really good addition. And what I like about it, Jay, is that, Jared Kellenick doesn't have to hit second, doesn't have to hit third, doesn't have to hit fourth, doesn't have to hit fifth, might not even have to hit sixth, uh, maybe not even seventh. You can bat Jared Kellenick sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. You can get him as low as you want with as much protection as you want. Um, and Brian Sticker talked about how he'll hit him low, you know, low in the order with that protection, especially with Acuna coming up. Um, and, and I think that's really going to take the pressure off a young guy who really has faced nothing but high expectations because of his top prospect status from years ago. So I I thought Alex Anthopoulos did nice with this one. I mean, he's going to play better defense, I would assume, than Eddie Rosario. He can give you what Eddie Rosario can and more. And really, like when you look at what they're paying him over, you know, five years in terms of what it took to acquire him plus his salaries, I, I just think that there's a lot of upside here for really not a ton of dead weight if it doesn't work out. As for the big lefty in the rotation, Michael Harris is glad he's not going to see Chris Sale. I've never faced him. I'm glad I've never faced him. I don't want to face that slider. So I'm glad I get to uh, sit in center field behind him and, and watch it. When I saw Chris Sale pop up on my phone and we acquired him, that was, you know, I jumped up. That's a guy I greatly admired, to say the least, growing up. And, um, you know, the little bit of communication I've had with him and meeting him, you know, this weekend has been just confirmation of everything I thought he was. And, and at the very least, that guy wants to win more than he wants to do anything, and that's that's what matters most to me. Chris Sale with the highest strikeout rate, K-9 rate in baseball history. He definitely strikes a figure when he walks in that clubhouse. The name looks great on paper in the rotation. How confident are you it's going to hold up? I've got... I've got above average confidence, and, and I think I probably lean 
toward optimism in these situations. It's our jobs to be objective and tell you what we think is going to happen based on what has happened. But I think that I think there are situations where Alex Anthopoulos has shown he's not willing to take unnecessary risks. Chris Sale is a guy who from 2020 to 2022 didn't pitch a lot, Jay. And yet Alex still felt good enough about him. The Braves medical staff still felt good enough about him and what they told Alex, you know, before trading for Chris Sale. I like this because I think they've got a good chance to keep him healthy. And why I say that is he's had a full offseason for the first time in years. The Braves love him as they should when he is on the mound. And last year when he was on the mound, he had that stretch at the end of the year. We talked about in a previous show, the reaction show. You mentioned it, Jay. That was really, really good where he looked a a little bit like his old self. I'm not saying he's ever going to get there um, because, you know, he's not getting any younger. But I do think a full offseason helps. Two, they've got the depth to protect him. We've seen them give Charlie Morton the cautious treatment in terms of an extra day here two extra days there, building in off days for morton you know maybe skipping a start you know skipping him in the rotation here or there just based on what he's feeling trying to keep him healthy keep him ready for october i think they'll do the same thing with sale and another thing we're going to talk about that fifth starter job that's going to roll right into that because there are really so many candidates for this fifth job you know a good handful of them that you know i feel pretty good about that I think are, you know, could also be used to help cover Chris Sale throughout the year. I am I'm kind of cautiously optimistic on this one. I, I like it, especially because when you look at the stuff, is it what it once was? No. But is it still, you know, some of the tops in baseball, you know, for that age, uh, for what he's been through with his, in, with his injury history? Yeah. I mean, I I liked the trade. I, I think they're gonna you have to plan for not getting much out of him because of the risk, but I I think he's going to serve them well. And we've been doing the show long enough to know this is a good time to take the break we planned on. So stand by. Coming up, Justin's going to give you the position battles he's going to be watching and what else he's going to be watching for in spring trading. This is the Braves Report for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now, the AJC sent like an entire batting order down to spring training. More than any organization in the Southeast to cover uh, the Braves starting off the season in 2024. Columnist Michael Cunningham is there. Gabe Burns is there. We've got Joseph Shin handling these outstanding photos that you can only find on AJC.com. Sarah Spencer and Cody Chaffin's posting all kinds of video on our website and on YouTube. And if you want to join our community and support our mission, we've got this great offer now for Braves Report listeners to subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And this is going to be the biggest deal in the South. For a limited time, you can subscribe now and you'll get digital access to the AJC for just $1.99 a week for the rest of your life. As long as you keep your subscription, 
that you get, you will get all of our sports coverage, our politics coverage, breaking news, in-depth investigations, food and dining, on and on and on. Everything that the AJC does every day for life for $1.99 a week. So go unlock your special access now to our app, exclusive films and events, newsletters by subscribing to the AJC. Go to AJC.com slash start. That's AJC.com slash start to get this great deal for a greater Atlanta. And this is only for new subscribers only. $1.99 a week for the rest of your life. That's pretty good. I'm not going to usually, usually when we do these segments, I give you a nice little example, whether it's like a cup of coffee at Starbucks, a McDonald's Happy Meal. I'm not really going to splice out what, you know, one ninety nine a week. Can you get a Happy for the, Meal for two bucks anymore? Ah, McDonald's get a little high. So. Judging because I think if you went to like Taco Bell nowadays, you'd spend like 15 bucks and that <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. So I'm not going to. And for life is great. I'm not going to splice out what, you know, one ninety nine for the rest of your life would be because that's kind of morbid. But I think that's a great deal, especially because, I mean, shoot, even when I travel, like I, you know, I and I'm a news junkie for sure, like with, you know, different markets and cities. But I always read like what our news people are doing, like they're phenomenal uh, in politics with Greg Bluestein and Patricia Murphy and co. Um, and then, you know, our, our podcasts. And then now we've got Sarah and Cody, you know, down at spring training who did, you know, they did a great video um, and captured a lot of the comments. You do not need, you know, to to watch those on TUV. You can, you know, we meet you where you are. You can get them on our YouTube, on our social media. Um they're great with that stuff, and it's I I think we got this pretty roundly covered, Jay. Now, back to baseball, and we mentioned that that Chris Sale is certainly going to deepen the rotation, yeah, which which means the Braves are possibly going to have an All Star in the fifth spot in that rotation. But Justin, you know, you wrote on AJC.com today that the number one thing you're watching for is the fight for the fifth spot in the rotation. Bryce Elder had an outstanding first half, clearly ran out of gas in the second. Like, is he? I don't know if I really believe he's really fighting for a job. I, I, I get, is he really fighting for a job? I think so, based on what I've heard. And Jay, before we get into that, I just did get word Chris Sale and Charlie Borton did report okay. both of them. So that that's good. I didn't see him with my own eyes. I figured they did, but uh, you know what they say in this industry. They told us in college, um, if your mother tells you that she loves you, find a second source. So just had to just had to make sure on that one. But I Jay, based on what I've heard, and I was surprised too, but based on what I've heard, I think it's a true open competition. You could see Bryce Elder as somewhat of the incumbent because of what he did, and, and that would be fair. And if I were Bryce Elder, I'd be thinking, you know, obviously jobs are earned each year. Um, but I'd be thinking, like, man, you know, that's kind of unfortunate. He was an all-star, he had a great year faded toward the end but you who knows maybe he's tired maybe you know there are a ton of different factors in that but i also think that the braves think there's a path where Ronaldo lopez makes the most sense and where i think that is is because let's just say right now you've got iglesias uh minter johnson jimenez Bummer, Lee, and Matzik in the bullpen, right? I'm just going to give those seven. Ronaldo Lopez makes that eight. That's your bullpen. Uh, there would be one optionable guy in that group, and that would be Dylan Lee. Um, there would be no traditional long man in that group, and you can fix that. You can always get one, you know, after make a move after a game. Um, and then I think what's interesting is that, and I wrote this in a story yesterday, um, 
if you look at you take away Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, and Bryce Elder last year, there were 12 others who made starts, Jay. Three of them were openers. Those 12 guys combined in 55 starts, they were a 5-1-5 ERA, I believe it was. Oh. And so I think if you look at this and you look at how Reynaldo Lopez has started before, he's been a full-time starter before, he's proven to be durable, and he's improved as a pitcher since then, I think you could say that, okay, well, that 5-1-5, that you know, over 5 ERA, that's not a terribly high bar to clear, right? And so I think there's a path where you could say, like, yeah, he makes the most sense in the rotation. Do I think he's a bullpen weapon? Heck yeah. Like, do I think he makes their bullpen better? Absolutely. He Heck, was pretty I, overpowering when he was uh, that one inning pitched in Atlanta last year. Uh, yeah, and, and I went back and listened to the FanFest audio for that story I wrote. Matt Olson and Sean Murphy seem to remember him. Uh, from last year, as you know, the Braves do, and Brian Snicker did. He talked about the winter meetings, about just remembering, you know, seeing him, and he was excited that they got him. So I, I think, really, do I think? I, heck, I even think Jay. I would go as far to say as I think this would be the best bullpen in baseball with Ronaldo Lopez in it. But you've got to cover six months, and I think the fascinating part of this is going to be what do the Braves value more? Do they value that projection of like, I don't know an impact on a bullpen or do they value the impact on the starting rotation? Because at times last year, they kind of left the fifth starter job uh, to anyone and everyone. And it didn't work out. I think this is a way to fix that, but it's going to be interesting. Is it fair that, that like the, the two things the Braves are missing from what may be the best bullpen in baseball right now is, is replacing Colin McHugh's kind of versatility that he could give you a couple innings if you needed it and that long man. Yeah, but I think those I think those things, you know, like the I, I think you can find those. I don't know, like especially when you look at Colin McHugh, like wasn't great last year. Jesse no, Chavez, not. like, was really, really good, then got hurt. Uh, and, you know, they clearly didn't feel like he was re- you know, ready to come back. He wasn't, you know, he didn't make the postseason roster. Um, I think you can find those things. Like Jackson Stevens is in camp, and I think he's on a split deal, which means he can be sent to the minors. Um, you know, and, and can be optioned. So, I mean, I, I do think that you can find those things. Colin McHugh was the Swiss Army knife; he was versatile. But I, I think like a Dylan Lee could be that, or you know, I don't know. Like maybe I'm just trying to throw out somebody here. Like maybe a a Pierce Johnson or something like that, even though he's a late inning guy. But I think you have an embarrassment of riches in that bullpen. And the really the tough part for me is how do you like you, you could always have a better bullpen, but the Braves are going to be so good that Reynaldo Lopez might be best used in the rotation. And when I look at some of those bullpen guys, a guy I look at is Ray Kerr. They purchased Ray Kerr for Matt Carpenter's five and a half million salary. And the Padres reportedly gave the Braves, I think it was 1.5 million. So really they purchased Ray Kerr six years of control uh, for like $4 million. How many, um, how many people you think listening to this podcast, what percentage (laughs) knew of Ray Kerr before uh, he was signed or even may not even know him now. Yeah. Maybe 40, 50, 40, 45. Is that generous? I think, I think it is generous. Yeah, <laughs> Ray, so, Ray Kerr is a little obscure. For and the point is, the Braves really like him to pay four million dollars to go get him. 
Yeah, you can. I mean, he's a controllable reliever with options, right? And that's like that's gold in today's game. Uh, so I, I think even even somebody like that. And then you have Jay. What if you know? What if people get hurt? But what if you have Ken Giles? I mean, Ken Giles is also in camp, former closer on that you know Astros team that won the World Series. Uh, apparently, you know, I heard he was throwing ninety four to ninety six at a recent tryout for teams. That's not nothing. Uh, and so, you know, if he deserves a spot, then the Braves, you know, are going to kind of, you know, have to work it around. But I, I just think that, I mean, I, I think with a guy like, you know, with guys like that, you have options to replace what you lost because I don't think that they lost enough in McHugh, Yates, and Anderson where you're looking at it like it's going to be worse. I think it's going to be better based on the stuff they added, the velocity and the strikeout rates they added. What do you expect from Matzik? That one's tough, man. I would be a liar if I could predict, you know, if I said I could predict anybody's return from Tommy John. I think I wouldn't expect the world quite yet. I think they've got to find good spots for him to build back his confidence. And I think with this bullpen, they'll be in a position to do that. Brian Snicker, who's very well aware of this stuff, and, you know, he'll pick spots for guys, and he's good at doing so. He's going to have options right when you've got Iglesias you've got Minter you've got Johnson you've got Jimenez that's four guys right there um you know you've got Bummer they traded for him in fact they traded five players for him some of we know a couple of which they would have you know uh non-tendered but they have a five or six guys that are they think are going to be really dependable I would think and so you can really pick your spots with Matzik obviously in a day-to-day grind of baseball you're going to have to maneuver it, and some guys aren't going to be pitching where you want them. But I think there's a real, a real chance for Matzik to build up and, and get some you know, opportunities to, I guess, um, to kind of increase his confidence and, and get back and find some rhythm. And so I, I wouldn't, you know, if it's not there immediately this spring and early in April, I wouldn't give up on it. All right, now time for the Ask Justin segment. First one of 2024, where we answer Braves fans' questions on the artist formerly known as Twitter, at Justin C. Toscano. Almost forgot your cue there. I hadn't done this in a while. All right, first up, uh, from Agon, which sound is better at spring training, gloves popping or bats cracking? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, You know what? I think gloves popping. I would take gloves popping because that's, I think the, yeah, we we hear the bats all the time, but spring training, like the gloves popping because there's nothing around except maybe some like mowers and leaf blowers is the best thing. And there's lots of gloves popping because there's like 80 guys playing catch. <laughs> yeah, my favorite day of the year is going to be tomorrow, which will be when you're listening to this Tuesday, when all the guys put on you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's, tomorrow's Thursday. Uh Oh shoot! I'm still on a Monday to Friday, uh, Monday to Friday lean. Was it la- <laughs> last year? Was a Monday because of the WBC. Yes. Um, when all the guys put on their jersey tops for the first time, and you've got a row of like 80 red and blue, you know, or, you know, I guess in this case, you know, 20, 30 red and blue, uh, and it's all pitchers. Um, it's uh, you, you just put a face to a name. From at Jay Dunham, who is in their best shape of their lives this spring training? Can we get a B-S-O-H-L power ranking? Man, I love that guy. He's got the funniest Twitter. I love him. Uh, you know what? I would say Matt Olson, very good shape. 
Uh, I'm Matt Olson, who hit 50 homers last year. Yeah, yeah. Spencer Strider is never gonna never gonna have anybody asking any questions about what he does in the weight room. Um, you know, Michael Harris as well. Um, you know what? I think I think that's a good top three right now. I'm trying to think of if if I missed anyone. I think those three are like good bets right now, based on what I've seen. Does that really happen as much anymore? I mean, everybody really seems to be like always in pretty good shape, except for a few people. Yeah, I think like I think you can you can have you know you can there are some relievers who would who would laugh at, you know themselves <laughs> yeah. for that, but I I do think like for the most part, I feel like guys work out from you know end of November to really to to spring training. I, I think it's yeah, I think it's the workout programs and the training programs are so robust that I just think yeah, I, I think everybody, you know, everybody's kind of in the best shape of their lives. Uh you know, to the probably I I don't know that there's any like funny stories on that like there used to be. All right, from uh, Bon Salvador, over under Kellenick with 20 homers. Ooh. You know what? Let me take the over on that because Ooh. I think there's so much protection around him, especially if he's lower in the lineup and Acuna's having a good year. I, I think I think over. Like I think he can hit 21. I mean, I'll take the over on that. From Stephen Butler, what is your take on the strength or lack of strength on the bench? Yeah, I mean, there's time. So there's a you know open 40 man roster spots plus guys you know going on the 60 day IL eventually. Uh, there's time to add that, but I do think, I think what I, I don't know that they have a Kevin Pillar right now. Like that fourth outfielder needs to be solidified. Maybe it's JP Martinez. Maybe it's Eli White. Maybe it's Jordan Luplo. Uh, maybe it's someone else. I, you know, I think Luis Guillorme and David Fletcher are good options as backup infielders. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know, like I, you always need depth especially because the position players in this organization, you know, they're, they're not a plenty in the farm system as we've documented, but I, I think there's time for that. And when you're as good as the Braves are, like, I don't think depth can really be as much of a house of cards as it can for teams that don't have that ceiling. All right. Sam Buzzard had this question on the fourth outfielder job. Um, do you think the Braves will acquire a right-handed fourth outfielder in the next few weeks? Maybe, but my, my sense is that, I mean, Eli White's back in camp. Jordan Luplo's back in camp. I think it's going to be, you know, they traded for J.P. Martinez's outfield depth. I, I mean, I think they certainly could, but I, I would think that that, I don't know. Like, I would think they would roll with one of those guys uh, as a backup. Although, I mean, I guess you could argue that Kevin Pillard, what he's making, it would be $3 million again, I think, if he's in the majors. Same deal he had with the Braves. Is better, but I, I do think there's some upside to Eli White, like a guy like that, Jordan Luplo. Haven't seen JP Martinez play, but they, you know, traded, you know, a low tier prospect for him to to get him in the system. So we'll we'll kind of see. I don't know that they would acquire anybody big. Uh, last question from James and Swanee. Uh, that's me. What'd you do um, for the uh, future Mrs. Justin Scano before you had to leave on Valentine's Day? Oh my God! Yeah, so we went. I mean, we had a date day Saturday uh, and hung out Sunday. Um, she's awesome. She watched the Super Bowl with me. Um, that was that was awesome. But yeah, we and then I I sent her flowers today. Uh, so that was that was good. And we exchanged gifts over the weekend. So that was nice. But did all that stuff over the weekend. 
Uh, then, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like Valentine's day is also my brother's birthday oh. and, and on the baseball calendar, you're not there for anybody in your life on Valentine's day. So <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> they get, they get Halloween, you know, if the team doesn't make it that far, they get Thanksgiving, they get Christmas, they get new year's. Uh, but yeah, Valentine's day is always ca- kind of weird. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm alone. All right. So uh, what's next at spring training this week? Yeah. So you got, uh, you know, position players reporting 19th first full squad the day after Thursday, as we mentioned, that will be today when you listen to this Thursday, not Tuesday, Thursday um, is going to be that first full workout for the pitchers and the catchers. Um, and really, Jay, when you were here last year, we were kind of it was a little earlier because the WBC it this was. year games are kicking off a week and a half after report day. So it's like it, it we're going to get rolling really, really quickly here. A lot of position players there. Don't think I mentioned this, but I saw Riley, saw Harris, saw Olsen, saw Kellenic. Um, so those four are there uh, already. There could be others, but it, it seems like the Braves, again, have a nice little early workout group here. All right, so we're going to be here with you uh, all spring training long. We'll have our shows out every Monday, of course, and then anytime we get an opportunity to do an extra show with our big cast of characters that's down there in Florida, we will uh, have you covered. So uh, here we go, buddy. Another year begins. Let's do it. All right, you know the drill. Rate, review, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll see you on Monday on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.